All right, I'm Mir. I'm Bells. And this is Mir and Bells. And what are you talking about today, Bells? I don't know. I'm just kidding. Girl, <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> now, what if I watched this wrong episode of the wrong anime and we were on the wrong page this whole time? No, I, no, listen, because I watched the JJK episode and then I was rewatching AOT and I forgot we, we, we were supposed to be talking about JJK. And I'm over here thinking about the walking corpses of AOT I'm watching. <laughs> Mm-mm. Um. Today we're gonna be talking about season two, episode thirty, because that's what list is listed as on Crunchyroll. But season two, episode six of JJK. I forgot what the name of it was. Doesn't matter. I gave the numbers. Okay. So first, so what did you think of the opening? I thought the opening was good. I thought the opening was really, I thought the opening song was really quiet for all that visual we had. <laughs> that might have been the point, though. Yeah, maybe. Because, like. Also, I feel, I feel like that song was ripped off of somewhere because it sounds ridiculously familiar. Or is it just me? Um, I didn't feel that way. But also, you listen to a lot more music in that, like, genre. Like, so you might have heard a song that I didn't hear that's making you say that. So. Maybe. I can't, also, the episode, I can't say it's just you. The episode is called It's Like That, which I don't know why. I mean, it's oh, like hey, that. Because of, because of Itadori's crush. Like, they're like, it's like that, it's like that. The episode starts off with the end of the first season, um, where they're recommending uh, the three main characters and Panda and uh, Makima for first grade. That's how the episode starts off. And that Maki, reminded me... Maki. Who's Makima? Oh, wait, who's Makima? Oh, Makima is that girl man. from Chainsaw Man. Oh, my but God. But you have not even really watched for real. Girl, I watched seven episodes. Oh, you did? I'm yes. proud of you. I thought she would have quit by now. <laughs> I watched seven episodes. Yeah, we might need to talk about that because I already know you're, it's a slander fest coming out of your mouth. It's going to be a slander fest because Denji is the worst main character I ever saw in my life. I knew she would say this. I th- is look, the most unrelatable I, I person the, I have ever seen, ever. Remember, I watched it when it came out. And I said, I said, there's a recording. I don't know if it's published yet. I don't think it is. It's one of our old recordings. I said, we're going to have to watch Chainsaw Man, but you are going to hate watching Chainsaw Man. You are going to feel like nails on a chalkboard every second that you're <laughs> watching Chainsaw Man, like, when I watched it, I was like, I already know Mirror is going to hate this. <sighs> but it's for the culture or whatever, so. But that's how the beginning of the episode start off, with them getting recommended as first grades. And then we go to seeing the three main characters, Itadori, Nobara, and Fushiguro. Is that his name? Or Meg- Megumi, whatever, whoever you want to call him. Um, uh, all walking together, and then they're all trying to figure out their plans, da 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 and then we get into freaking Isidori's past love interest or something, who done turned into freaking Andrea the Giant is now six foot two tall for some reason. <laughs> and, Which is crazy. That means that Isidori is like, she's at least like 5'11". She's anywhere from 5'10 to six feet tall. But that would mean that Isidori is six feet tall at the age of 15. No, but the, the way that she pulled up on Nobra was so funny. Also... Nobra is the funniest character in the show. Like, whenever she's on screen, she's making me laugh. <laughs> I feel that way about, uh, mm, I don't know how to pronounce his name properly. It's the idol transfiguration dude. Baito? 
Yeah. I think he's funny. He's not the funniest, but in season one, I thought he was the funniest character. He's freaky deaky for no reason. <laughs> he, don't know nothing. he don't know nothing. He's a, he's a little baby curse. Yeah. That's why that's why Ghetto was literally having to teach him stuff. Because he didn't even know that curses can't break packs. We'll get to that when we get there. Yeah. But, um, so yeah. Well, I forgot to mention the scene. <laughs> so I guess after they mention they're, that they're first grades or that they're getting <clears throat> going to be tested in first grade, then we get into a ping pong match between Mei Mei and Toto. And Toto finds out that because he recommended uh, Itadori as a first grade, that he can't oversee his mission, which I'm glad because I'm really not trying to see Toto on screen for real. Not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I like the ping pong um, scene. I was, I was, the comment I made initially when I was watching, I was like, these Jujutsu sorcerers can't do nothing normal. Like, why is this pinball match <laughs> look this intense? Like, why are y'all taking it this seriously? I was like, there better be money on the line. And I was like, actually, since May is here, there might actually be money on the line. No, because. Well, we'll get there when we get there, but it, I don't know if the ping pong match is that exaggerated because they're sorcerers or because it's anime. Like, you ever, <laughs> you ever seen a sports anime? <laughs> yeah, really. You th- you'd think that Isagi's freaking direct shot was backed up like, by some cursed energy. Like, what the heck? Okay, so I was saying it was cool how when old girl approached... What's her name? Osaka? I'll just call her old girl. When old girl approached Nobara, she Lenobra was like, oh, it's like that. I got you. And like immediately called up Itadori, like uh, called up Fushiguro to make sure that like Itadori didn't have a girl, like get the inside on the inside. Like that. Nobra is so cool. And then Nobra talked about some, I, oh, I think I felt my heart to beat. And I think they were like, it sounded like they were referencing towards like, you know, rom-coms or slice of life where the best friend of the love interest, the girl best friend of the love interest hears about another girl liking him and they're like oh no he doesn't have a girlfriend but and then they're like oh do you like them and the girl's like no but she actually does so they're playing upon that but then nova is just mad because she might get a girlfriend before she gets a boyfriend which is ridiculous i did not think she was gonna say no stuff like that like i didn't i didn't know why she was talking about some her heart skipped her heart because i knew it wasn't because she likes itadori yeah That didn't even make no there sense. There was no way. Yeah, that made no sense. I'm, I'm glad they didn't even try to play in our face like that. Because right. I might have turned the show off. No, because people already keep on freaking comparing them to Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura. So now if there's a freaking love triangle, I'm going to be pissed. Like, no. We don't need that. We don't need that. What did you think about the flashback? Um, of Itadori saying that he would like her? Mm-hmm. I thought that was, like, I thought that was pretty sweet. And... I thought it was like like very normal because they're like oh like who, what girl would you date if you could and he's like oh the girl with the nice handwriting who like eats cute <laughs> because they're in middle school so it's not like he's gonna have like a real reason to like her you know well somebody said on um instagram i think i i don't know if i saved it or not i wish i did i hope i did but they were saying that like in a certain era in japan that um Eating like and holding yourself elegantly was like the epitome of beauty. And like if they might be alluding to the fact that he saw those things instead of, oh, it's just she just eats cute and her cal- calligraphy is good. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But I thought it was a sweet scene. And then like the, you know, the what is it? 
like how they intertwine the scenes of him saying goodbye to her from way back when and from now. And it's interesting how she was like, because like she looked the way she did before. And then she's like, oh, well, maybe I'll have a chance with the way I look now. But then she also said like, oh, but if I think that way, then I have the same logic of the people that I dislike. So I wonder if she walked away because you know how Oh, wait, no, you don't know this because I read this book in middle school. But there was a book I read in middle school where this girl was in love with her best friend for like forever. But he ended up like dating another girl that was basically her arch nemesis. And then after he dated her, he kissed the best friend. And like she had like loved him, you know, like basically their whole lives. Like they knew each other since elementary school. But then when they kissed, she was like, it wasn't what I expected. So I wonder if that's how this girl about Itadori, like, when she thought like she looked the way that he would like, and then she finally got to like speak to him. If she was like, Oh dang, I'm not really sure if I'm like, if this is really, you know what it is, you know? Like if I'm actually interested in him or I'm like, interested because of what he has said. Yeah. Yeah. Cause so, she also just, did say, she did say I have no, she said she has no interest in somebody who's not going to ever be interested in her. Right. So, I mean, this is this seemed like a kind of little and then they said that that Nobara has her number. So maybe we'll see this like little love story, this little side love story play out, which I would I wouldn't mind that because it's a love story with not one of the main characters, which is refreshing and shown in anime because they just always be trying to put the main character and like some other random main character chick together just because. So it's nice that there's actually like some history, like something that kind of makes sense because they try to put it, he doesn't make it doesn't make sense putting Itadori with anyone on the cast like who's he gonna date yeah nah because only main characters per se that have an actual like romance that makes sense running is uh or well not even running just they have it and it's like kind of they out there is maki and um and um why do i keep for utah Oh, yeah, that that was a, a cute little... Yeah, they alluded to the fact that, like, they pretty much, like, have a crush on each other and then just didn't let it go anywhere. Or, well, I'm not going to say they didn't let it go anywhere. We don't know what they have in store for us, but they put that out in the air. Yeah, but, okay, what was the next scene? Okay, yeah, so then... So after the reunited love interest scene, then we go into the fact that there's a mole in JJK, which we knew from the first season. Now, I'm not going to lie. I thought the mole was Maymay because I'm like, I don't know. She might sell out the whole school for a buck. <laughs> she bad. I'm not taking that back. I'm sorry. She got on screen. The first thing I said when she got on screen was she bad. <laughs> nah, when she came on screen, I was like, I'm going to hear this. I'm going to hear something from Bells. Like, what the heck? <laughs> yep. You know it already. She's back. Especially because I was complaining about that damn braid in her face. And she gonna flick that bit up and like be like, oh yeah, this is these are who I'm recommending. Like the president better than me. Cause I'd be like, there's nothing but a word, baby. They gonna be on their missions tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say to you. Do you want me to sit here and lie? Fabricate how I feel? <laughs> like, what? Okay. And so we basically get into it that Mekamura, is that his name? Uh-huh. That Mekamura is the mole in JJK. And so Ghetto and Mahito 
pull up on Mecca because they made a pact where Mecca has to do so and so and so and so. And then Monito has, has to give them information. He has to give them information on what's going on at the schools. And yes. Monito is going to, he may, on the other end of that, he's going to fix his dilapidated yeah. raisin body. <laughs> chill, chill. You did not have to say all that. He's a mole. It doesn't matter. Actually, you know what? I feel like he might have been put in a corner a little bit because he went. No, he might just be trying to save his own tail. No, I think. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking too. Because okay, so Maito fixes Maito fixes Mekumura, but mm-hmm. you know they can't Mekumura. They can't let Mekumura go free. They have to. They have to honor the pact, but they can't let Mekumura just go about how he's going to go about because. You know, they don't know what he, they could, he could be a traitor. He could be like a double agent. He could be a traitor. They don't know what he's going to do. So they're like, all right, we're going to fulfill our pack and then we have to kill him. So then they start bumping and this turns into a mecha anime. They talk about some, oh, it's AOT a mecha anime. Nah, JJK is now a mecha anime. What the first? <laughs> this so, man, go ahead. I'll say what I have so to then, say once you're done with the scene. Okay. So then it turns into a mecha anime and, and Mecha Mura makes the comment that ghetto dropped a veil that interrupts his signal to the outside world and so he can't contact gojo so now i'm assuming bells is thinking like oh was he saying that because he's just trying to save himself or because he was playing double agent yeah because this is the thing if he was playing double agent i feel like he would have like kind of like oh like if he was playing double agent i feel like our main characters would have pulled up while they pulled up on him if he was playing double agent so i feel like nobody knows but at like i think he's just trying to save his tail by calling gojo at this point he's probably gonna be like oh well i wanted my body fixed so i did what i had to do which y'all wasn't gonna fix his body so you know you gotta take your opportunity where you see it i'm not happy like he did it but like i ain't mad at him either this reminds me of when they found out where the secret training grounds were in MHA and they were like, oh, there's definitely a mole, right? Because mm-hmm. that was the same thing with the sister training arc. There's like, how we still don't know, know where that damn mole is. There's a high, there's a higher, higher up who's also a mole. So we know the lower mole, but there's another higher up mole. I think, no, I think there's a lower mole. And then there was Hawks playing double agent. Oh, you're talking about MHA. Oh, yeah. Is oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we know Hawks was the double agent, but yeah, we don't know who who the mole is. Yeah, because because he would have never he would have never like gave up where where the location of the school and the secret training yeah. ground. He would have never done no dumb junk like that because the government was telling him what to say to them. Yeah, it would make no it would it wouldn't make any sense to give up the training grounds of a bunch of kids like that doesn't even make no sense. But. So, okay, so I don't think, well, okay, well, before we get to that, what did you think of, like, the beginning fight between Maito and Mekumura? Um, I felt like at first, whenever he was, I felt like, one, the um, way that Maito was fighting, I felt like I, I knew I wasn't going to hear out of your mouth that it looked like another fight that you had already seen, so I was happy about that because I don't want to hear that. And uh, I feel like, also, um, the way that the fight was choreographed was really nice with the hand-to-hand combat at first. And then whenever he was gone, when, like, he made his hand big and, like, swiped all of the puppets away, yeah, I was like, oh, he ran. I would have ran, too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. This is a man who yeah. could literally turn your soul into something disgusting and turn you into a curse. So I would have ran. Um, and then when he, like, 
when lasers started popping out of the ground <laughs> and like Michael was being thrown all over the place and then he ended up outside. I was like, oh, he not finna run, which now that I'm looking at it, he should have ran because now they got I, the veil on him. And yeah. I, I don't believe like I don't believe that ghetto won't jump in and start jumping if Michael starts losing. So I thought I thought Nakamura was gonna run. Like when he was just throwing puppets, I'm like, this is not the extent of his strength. He's just causing distraction so he can book it. And so I thought he was gonna run, run for real, but he just he just ran to where he had a bigger puppet. Which I don't think he's good. First of all, he's not gonna kill Maito. Maito's yeah, not. Yeah, no, that's not happening. I yeah, that so, was the first thing I said out of my mouth when he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to exercise him first. Like that's not happening. Yeah, that's not happening. Either you're gonna die. Or you're gonna die. Like actually, like I'm not gonna lie, it's looking real bad for you. Well, here's the thing: is like I don't see them killing Mekamura. Like after they fix his body, like I feel like maybe he's gonna have some use to the to the school later. But also, I don't see Monto dying. So, but also, I don't see both of them getting out of this alive. And, and also, like you said, like Ghetto's not just gonna watch watch Monto get exercised if that happens. So. I'm not really sure what's going to play out. Monto's not going to I guess what could possibly happen is, like, there's a last-minute jump-in. Like, maybe the Itadori, Ishiguro, and Nobara jump in for some reason, and that's, like, their first grade. But, see, now, that's a special grade mission. Like, Maito and Ghetto? Mm-mm. I don't know. That's beyond. Huh. That's too special. But, but but you never know. They sent, they sent Hybra's freaking um, first-year stuff on that first-grade mission, so... That school is jank, so we don't know what they're going to do. Oh, God. They sent three first years on a mission with a special grade curse who could throw out a domain. Why would you send three first years on that mission? Yeah, no, they did. And and, and none of them could throw domains at this point. None right. of them still, where we are, like, from the information we know, they still can't throw out domains. Right. Fushigara can throw out a little half-baked domain. That that domain was nasty looking. <laughs> it was nasty, but it was like it was the hardest scene of the season. <laughs> That's true. And he said it himself. He was like, "It's uh, it's ugly. It, it it's not finished, but it will do." <laughs> no, I know everyone was jumping out of their seats when Megan Me talked about some domain <laughs> I jumped. Oh Jesus! I just dropped my ice out of my mouth. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was jumping up and down. I was screaming when I saw that. That gave, that gave energy when Isaki was like, Daddy. It sure did. <laughs> but um, what else happened? Okay, yeah. The end, so then the episode ended on a cliffhanger with Nakamura versus Mindso. So I guess that's what we're going to see next episode. Pause. I don't know if you noticed this, but I paused it when I saw this. Because he charged up a laser beam. This is where it cuts off. He charged up one year time on a laser beam in this Mecca. This man has 17 years, 25 days, and some hours charged up in there. Ain't he like 17 years old? (laughs) Bro, I don't give a how old he is. I don't care. That means that he's been like saving every lick of energy this whole time. Well, that makes sense. He was a social recluse. He's probably not putting out that much cursed energy to like run his main mecha because his main mecha is not that big. It's like a regular sized teenager. Yeah, it's the same of a yes, yeah, that's a regular person. Um. Oh yeah. What did you think of Mecha Mura's, uh character design? 
Oh, um, he looks like Aki from Chainsaw Man. Nah, he looked like he looked like that dude. He looked like that first villain who's obsessed with Saitama from One Punch Man. You I know think that dude, like the Aki. super. The, what's his name? Supersonic speed, sound sonic dude. Oh yeah, no, I know who you're talking about. He got he got um he put the my favorite scene that he's in is whenever he like tried to get to jump on him and his arm was up and his ball sack fell on him sings and he was like he thought his crown jewels were ruined. <laughs> he also looks like um. He looks like Atagawa's sister from Bungo's Stray Dog. So you don't look like him? You know what? Maybe this is just a really um, a really common character design. Because once you tell me that character, I'm like, oh, that looks like old dude from that, that boring anime called K. You remember that boring anime? I can't get past season three. I mean, episode three. Man, I'm oh, not watching that. He does look like, like, ew, that little top high bun. That, he does that, that thing is nasty. He needs to just wear his hair down. He looks better with his hair down. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I mean... I knew Mekamura was going to look good. Like, they're not going to bring up all that hype with him being sick, give him all that backstory, and then give him a, a nasty character. Design. We all knew he was going to like, look good, good. Yeah, but, no, whenever they started healing him, I was like, here come the clickbait. Look, look, look. I was like, I, I had told, I had told, um, I told my man, I was like, look, he not, I'm not going to say he's going to have some super special design, but he's going to come out looking good. They're not going to do all this, and he looks ugly. Yeah, and and you know what? I don't see him making it out alive. But what we could get hit with the okie doke, where the curses think that they kill him, and then leave, and he's actually alive. You're hanging on by the the spring of death, or they mm-hmm. could uh, they could freaking re-paralyze him. I guess I don't know. But they said they was gonna kill because he probably knows too much. They have to kill him. Actually, he probably or what they could do is they could take his tongue out. Oh my and god. Take, they could take his tongue out and they could break his hands. You can't write and you can't talk. You can't say sure nothing they, in those conditions. I'm sure the the sorcerers have some way of getting information. I would hope so. I would hope so because at that point y'all might as well kill him. He's definitely no. He's a traitor. I don't even. I don't. I just don't. He doesn't make it. Out of First of all, I think even if he calls Gojo, if he don't get to like lying to like a, a certain extremity, Gojo himself gonna kill him. Especially because that's not his student. Sure enough, he don't care. Gojo will have that man's head on a pike. You know what, though? Wait, so um, the three of them is with Utahime looking for Mekamura. So I think actually there's a good chance that the four of them are going to pull up on um, Mekamura and Maito. Which, which, if that happens, then the chances of them retreating are high. Because every single time that... Isidori is in a scene with um, Maito, which I don't really want to see because I don't want them to even have a possibility of it being like that last fight. So, um, if they do... I'm I'm just tired of seeing game things. Like, (laughs) I'm tired. The only only one I liked was Nobara and and Isidori versus the two brothers. That was good. But that was because that was two versus two, not two on one. That wasn't even a game thing for real. Nah, that will be like, it would be a 2v5. I don't think they're going to let that happen. A 2v5 in the beginning of the season? No, they're not letting that happen. Unless some other curse is going to pull up right then and there. Unless right, uh, the third brother is still alive. So. But yeah, he get his lick back on Itadori. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Uh, that, that, I, I have to go rewatch the episode. That episode was fine. I, I could see it either the bad guys calling back up mm-hmm. or if they if they pull up, they cannot be a 5v2. I don't want to watch that. I don't want to. 
It could be the three the three MCs versus Beto, mm-hmm. and then Utahime and Micamuro versus Monto. You, you're right. I just don't. My main thing is I don't want to see a five five v two, and I don't want to see Isidori fight my Maito right now. I don't want to see that. I I've seen him fight him enough. Okay. Yeah. I've seen him jump him enough. I, a ghetto versus Fukushigiro sounds exciting. And then also another thing is we haven't seen ghetto fight anybody. Honestly, he doesn't fight. Yeah, he sends out his lackeys. Yeah, no, he I I doubt he'll be doing any bumping, to be honest. I think that he's trying to save his he's he's trying to save all he got for uh, Gojo. I don't think he will be fighting anybody (laughs) but him. He's like he's like moderate (laughs) when he literally sat down in the middle of the worst. I'm going to wait for the real Hashirama. This is war. What are you talking about? (laughs) What are you talking about? But yeah, I, I don't know, but. I don't think I think that even if our main characters do get there, I think they're going to find like they're either going to find um, Mechamaru either dead in the worst shape possible or or maybe Gojo was already watching and he's there already, which would be bad. I don't think they're going to let Gojo pull up like that, though, because I... if you if you notice, I noticed that the last scene that Gojo and Ghetto were on screen was when he thought ghetto was dying he has not seen him since then so he probably does not know that he's alive and i also say that because in the opening gojo has like this very distressed face so like i feel like he finds out ghetto is actually alive and that he did not know that what do you think i don't know because yeah that makes sense that it like the last time because last time he saw him was at the end of the movie which is in the past but I doubt Gojo like thinks he's dead. Like Gojo is always like ten steps ahead. So. Right, but like this is a thing. So you're telling me Ghetto like he just got he let Ghetto get up and this had another because this is a thing. I don't know how he survived, but he did something because Ghetto was literally on death's doorstep and was like, oh, even to the end, you could at least throw some curses at me. Well, well, because think about it when. Because Gojo could have easily killed Ghetto way back when, when he was talking to him in that crowd of people. He could have killed him back then, but he didn't because he didn't have it in him to kill his best friend. What does you think he's going to have it in him now? I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a decade. <laughs> it's been a decade since he actively tried to kill him. Because it, remember, he was beating that, that black man into... <laughs> Why do you always bring this up? I have to because I can't let this slide. <laughs> Why do you always bring this up? <laughs> bro, I can't let this slide, bro. I, Goja can't do us like this and get away with it. Nah, whenever he went and he was fighting the foreigner, because that's what he called him. I don't remember what his actual name was. But <clears throat> when he was fighting the foreigner and like he was in a rush to go get back there to protect his students from ghetto. And he was in a rush with bad intentions. So I really do think he would have beat the brakes off of Ghetto in that scene if we would have got to fight him. But, like, I think he was probably grateful that Utah ended up killing him instead of him. Because I feel like he still would have had a hard time. But after 10 years, I feel like I feel like Gojo's a little colder. Like, I don't think he'll ever have a best friend ever again. Oh, my gosh. And I think he's more trigger happy with killing the higher ups 
ever since that Rika situation, ever since he first said that junk out of his mouth, I feel like he really means that. I think he's looking for excuses to kill all of them. That's a good point, because in the beginning season, he talked about, he brought that up too, like, oh, I could just kill all the higher-ups. And we're like, what the frick, dang, what is the state of the school? But now that we've seen his backstory, it makes everything more went sense. down, it makes a lot more sense. And then and now that we know that there's apparently a mole somewhere in the higher-ups, um, yeah, just slaughter them. Just do it. I wonder why Gojo is still adhering to this, like, to the sorcerer system anyways. Like, what's in it for him? I have no clue. Maybe he maybe he wants to make sure that what happened between him and Ghetto never happens ever again. Maybe he wants somebody to protect. Maybe he wants to, to be a teacher so that if a Ghetto is ever around, he'll see the signs and can prevent this from happening. Oh, well, he's also taking care of Megumi, so that maybe could be a reason. Yeah. Imagine raising your ops kid. <laughs> That's really what he's doing. Right, he looks at he looks at Megumi every day and is like, "Dang, your father really shot like a thirteen year old girl's a thirteen year old girl's head. I shot a thirteen year old. Dang, I can't speak. That's crazy. You know what I'm trying to say. I'm not gonna try to say anything. I got you. <laughs> he looks at Megumi every day like your dad really tried to did not even tried. He shot a thirteen year old girl point blank range in the head." Killing her instantly and then walks away like it's fine. Then he tried to slice me from my neck to my belly button and he he beat up ghetto and then stomped on his face and then told him, I'm not going to kill you because you're not a shigan, shin, shin, you know what I'm trying to say, shigami (laughs) user. You're a curse manipulation user and that could be a disaster if you were to let go of all those curses. Then continues to stomp on his head. Oh my god! And like the way that's probably so- what messed him up. That's probably all that stomping he did on his head got his his brain working wrong now. No, the line that messed him up was when he said, "Remember for the rest of your life that you got you got got by a monkey like me. No yeah, curse, like a no curse having monkey like me." I was like, "What the?" <laughs> when I, I tell you, I was looking at the screen like I was already looking at the screen because I was reading the subtitles, but I really had to pause and I really just had to like take that in like i really had to like take it in and be like this is where he got all this this bs from yeah i don't know what do you rate um what would you rate the episode as like a eight. comeback eight where why where's the other two points <laughs> um the two points are for the first half of the episode because i don't understand why that little love bs was relevant maybe it's to just like make us grow to the characters and stuff but yeah, I'll give it an eight. I feel like this is the thing. There's going to be tens this season. I think we're going to have multiple tens this season because the way that that opening is lined up, man, that opening is lined up like this is they're finna go to war. I already know this is going to be a popping season. They showed us, so they showed us in the opening Gojo doing his Sanford's domain expansion. But I'm wondering, I'm like, does he have more than one? Because they really not about to show us the same domain expansion twice, right? Like, we know what it looks like. <laughs> So, who knows? But also, this is a thing. Think about it this way: what if, what if Gojo goes and lays out a domain, and it gets broken? Because remember, we see him in distress in two different scenes in the, um, in the opening, and you also see the part where his there's blood on his face, and like he's like huffing and puffing all hard. There's two to three scenes in the opening where we see 
Gojo in distress. So maybe somebody else laid out a domain and broke his. Oh my gosh. I would cry. <laughs> oh I would cry. Let's be Sakuna. Because Sukuna did pop up too. Remember that little fire? Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. Was hard. Yeah, that's bro. That transition was so hard. On top of that, he looks. That is the most sinister ass smile I've seen in a <laughs> long time. <laughs> that's like I can't believe that's that's Ichidori's face. I like the art between like how the difference between Sukuna and how Ichidori looks, despite having the same face, is magical. Yeah, really. But that lets you know, like how much like even if you took the like the face tats away from Sukuna the expressions they got on him doing are just crazy and like that's the thing I think that like even if Itadori was to be deranged like if he was to lose it because um in English he made I think I saw saying y'all the edit in the group chat the other day but in English he tried to punch Gojo with like his curse energy and he was like, oh, that one had no curse energy behind it. And he was like, why? He was like, because it had no negative emotions. And he was like, so you're telling me that y'all uh, y'all got to be flipping out all the time to use your cursed abilities? And he was like, yeah, pretty much. And like, I feel like even if he gets to an extent where he's like tripping balls and like he just loses it like that scene where Megumi did his domain expansion I don't feel like they'll ever have him doing expressions like that I think they're gonna purposely keep him on the other end of the expressions to leave those expressions for Sukuna that's a good point because like I can't imagine seeing like I mean I guess we saw Itadori like but even like a sinister Itadori still looks different from a sinister or just a resting face Sukuna his resting face is sinister but I wouldn't take off points in the beginning for the love interest scene because I guess you could look at it as like, oh, it was like a, a, a kind of a useless or like a random love interest scene. But I think it was more of like an introduction scene back into the relationship between Nobura, Fushiguro, and Itadori. Because like someone like someone from Itadori's past, you know, pulled up and Nobura like right away was trying to like help her out and like get her with Itadori. And then, like, she even, like, called Fushiguro up and, like, everything. And then, like, I don't know, even the little banter between him and Nobra when they're about to leave, where he's like, oh, I want to go see you coming. And she's like, oh, no, I don't want to see, but I'm going shopping. Do you want to come? And, <laughs> and he's like, did I just say I'm going to see the movie? And then they all, and then they all three went to go see the movie together, even though at first they were all going to go their three different ways. So I feel like it was, like, kind of like an intro back into how, they go, how they've grown as a team. I'm going to leave it at an eight. And I say that just because I already know, I know me, it has to be fully action in a shonen for me to give it a 10. Fully action? Or, or hard backstory. Tragic hard backstory. This is the thing. I feel like as anime goes on and as I like broaden my horizons, everything's going to start getting lower scores. It's a great episode, but wasn't an immaculate episode. That's the question. Do you feel like this episode was immaculate? I thought it was a good intro, like back. back Thank you. Thank you. It was a good, good, not immaculate. It's good for what it is. Like it's yeah, it's great. Can't just just, like jump into like straight action like first episode. Right, but it, it was it was great. It was a great first episode back into the present. But but but. This is the thing. Can you tell me, can you sit here, look at me and tell me 
It was a masterpiece. You cannot say that. It's not a 10. What's a, what's a masterpiece first episode? Name a masterpiece first episode. That's not even possible. Let's just be for real. No Bro, first episode is getting a 10 out of me. AOT has like the best first episode ever. In your opinion. I don't think this is a thing. I feel like a first episode is just supposed to sell me. Like if you get an eight or a seven or eight from me, you sold me. I'm going to be back next week. Like clock work what's the what's the best first episode that you've seen thus far i'm not sure uh in shonen that's a hard one in non-shonen i would say kakaguri that that is a good first episode actually mm, that rivals aot (laughs) (laughs) that was a great first episode like that made me want to gamble like Oh my gosh. You know what's funny is I think I've seen I actually rewatched the first like two episodes with my friend once. I rewatched it. I watched it in English, I think. Something like that. I forgot. But no, Kakiguri at first episode is really but I guess I give it you know what I was I was I was saying stuff about you, but I guess it is like a, a eight eight point five first episode. But I'm trying to think what would have made it perfect. So what would have made the episode perfect if it didn't have the, the fluff in the beginning? If it had less of it. That was about half the episode. Yeah, if it wasn't, if it was 25% to 30% of the episode, and then we went into, like, I I liked the little horror aspects they had in that, like, when Ghetto was, like, becoming deranged, I would have liked to see some of that when they were, like, basically, because they had already, like, announced that it was Mechamaru, but whenever, the way that they had set it up, I couldn't assume because, you know, sometimes they bait you and then it doesn't actually it's not actually that person, but it was actually him. So I would have liked them to, like, slow that down and, like, make it more suspenseful. Like, oh, is it really? So I have more time to question if it was Mechamaru, even if I would have got the answer at the end of the episode. I liked some of the thriller and suspense elements that they had in the episode that ghetto was becoming deranged and everything else and i would have wanted to see more of that if i would have got more of that then it possibly would have been a nine or a ten episode this this week for me personally also it needs a better ending i will say that i watched (laughs) the ending and i turned it off i didn't even want to watch the full (laughs) ending i watched it because i wanted to see the uh the preview for the next episode i i did watch the whole thing for the preview i did turn it off and then turn it back on I don't like I don't like the way that they do the preview though. I might as well just skip it entirely. Yeah, the preview doesn't really tell you nothing. Like and then like it, they're like cryptically throwing lines at me. It's just like this was a waste of my time. No, no I'm still stuck on uh, it was the I think it was the Bungo Stray Dogs one, but I had watched them. I had watched the Bungo Stray Dogs episode and the JJK episode back to back. And let's talk about some did the person who said that people have different sides of them think that people were cubes and the person who said that people are shallow think of people as flat surfaces and i'm like what are we what is what the what is what's the point going on what's the point of printing the preview if you're not even gonna preview the episode what am i watching what are we talking about here i don't know oh that's a good question what are we talking about because i'm very confused Oh, so in my notes, because I put this in my notes and I forgot to say something about it the last episode that we did. Um, I put in my notes, what if Gojo is using infinite all the time and that's why he has a blindfold, which I think that we talked about it a little bit. I don't know if I said it on uh, record last time, but I was like, what if he's like 
he's refrying and healing his brain at all times and that's making him very sensitive to light more sensitive than he, what or he was maybe well, no, oh wait wait i don't think so i think what he's doing i think what they said he's doing is yeah you're right he's using infinity all the time and because infinity using infinity all the time would fry his brain he's also constantly always using reverse so like is that why the he's now switched from a blindfold to glasses or is that like a creative design choice yeah because he did yeah he did used to wear glasses and now he wears a blindfold i'm not sure and sometimes now he goes for the glasses maybe the blindfold is made out of like something special that helps him so that so that he's not actually blind like he could still see because he can still walk around and see through the blindfolds we know he can see yeah so maybe it's made out of something, made out of something that keeps. Because I don't think he's he's probably not sensitive to. Is he is he sensitive to light or is he sensitive to like cursed energy? And that's why he needs a blindfold. I have no clue. He might be getting overwhelmed by like seeing cursed energy and seeing the world how it is. Because using infinity all the time that that sounds stressful. Mm-hmm. And, and he's that's like, also he's probably why he's deranged. He's constantly like like reversing himself from brain death. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably why he's deranged. Like, I, I thought about it the other day. Like, I was sitting in bed. I was like, Gojo is probably crazy as hell because he's constantly healing his fried brain. And you already <laughs> weren't that sane to begin with. So he's probably progressively, like, losing it. That's probably also why he keeps threatening to kill these people. I mean, I mean, he threatened, he threatened to kill the um, religious group way back when. He's just always been about just slaughtering everyone's clan. Yeah, nah, go, uh, Ghetto was really the one who got him out of that killing for no reason thing. But and, and then he told then he told him, oh, he was just like he went and he, he was going to blast him at a point blank view with all them people. He was going to catch mad bodies out there. I he, mean, either either the few people in that shopping in that shopping strip die or everyone on Earth dies. So hey, look, I, I'm not going to lie. If that was you, I'd have to blast you and them people out there. I'd have... What? Yeah, I would have to. I would have to. I would have to because that's that's a big threat. You know how big of a threat that is? I don't care if I don't believe that you can do it. If there's a will, there's a way. I would have to I would have had to do you. If you can see her. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You know what? Okay, so okay, okay. Which so which do you think is um maybe I don't know how I'm trying to ask this question. So I'm trying to compare Gojo and Ghetto and Naruto and Sasuke. So which scene do you think was more powerful? When Gojo or when Gojo and Ghetto parted ways at the at the mall strip or when Naruto and Sasuke like parted ways at the what the frick is that thing called? Where Madara and Hashirama's statues are. I wish I could remember the name. I don't know. I used to just call that, that thing the Great Divide. Because that's what it turned into. The Great Divide? <laughs> that's what it turned into after a while. I know that's not what it is called. But that's what I started calling it. Okay. So what's... Which I know there, there are different scenes. Because Naruto and Sasuke had... Okay. I don't know when was the last time you saw Naruto versus Sasuke. The first one. But that is the slowest fight of... that. That fight spans over like seven episodes, and about seventy percent of it is flashback. 
that took eternity for them to fight. I will never watch that over. Do, do not rewatch that. It's no, or if you're gonna rewatch it, go rewatch a, a like a clipped version on on YouTube where it just clips out all the. I was trying to rewatch that for like research purposes, and I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. Um, I think because I will say they're both emotional in different ways for me, and I say because we actually like kind of watched. Naruto and Sasuke kind of struggle in their rivalry firsthand. So I will say that's more emotional, but I feel like because we were told Gojo and Ghetto's story out of order, I now feel bad. Because like now I'm kind of like sympathizing with Gojo because it's like, dang, what if I had to live my, like the real question is like, what if I had to live and go about my everyday life without like my moral compass, my best friend, like the one person I felt like I was the strongest with. And he went out there and literally opposed me and then also told me that like, I don't believe he could do what he's saying that he'll do because I am who I am and I've gotten to this place as a sorcerer that now I'm the strongest, but does what I have from the beginning of my life make me the strongest or is it me that makes me the strongest? I feel like in that scene, like if I was Gojo, I would have felt like you backhanded me and spit in my face. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was disrespectful. I feel like in the, I, especially because they were teenagers, they weren't like kids. That's another thing. Like they're in the peak of puberty and that's when your emotions are all, in an influx and 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 ghetto visually looked happy looked healthy looked sane so it was like that was probably a real like gut punch that was probably hard to watch and like actually be a part of yeah i also feel like ghetto's resolve is different from sasuke's resolve because it's like because ghetto was feeling hopeless like he was like like, why am I protecting these weaklings? Why am I seeing my friends, like, die? Like, what is the purpose of all this? And, like, when he found out his answer, he, like, it's like you said, he looked happy. He looked fresher. Like, in the in the months after, after Rico's death, like, he looked like a corpse. He looked like a zombie. But then when he found his purpose, he was so much happier. Versus, like, Sasuke was always in the depths of despair because he was captured by revenge for his, against his brother. So they were kind of they were in different emotional spots when they portrayed their respective sides. And then also so it's a little think, bit it's a different emotional roller coaster. And then also think about it at this way too, like Sasuke didn't care about saving people. Like he didn't want to be the Hokage. He didn't have no like big special goal or like something that he wanted to get to. Ghetto has a very clear goal. He literally said, nobody in this world understands what the taste of curses are like. Like, and and we can't even, like, unless you go and try that for yourself, which I'm not going to do, you're not going to do, I'm not going to let you do that. I don't want anybody trying this. But unless anybody could tell me what a dirty, wet rag that's been covered in shit and vomit tastes like, Nobody really understands what Ghetto is going through. And he is doing this for the safety of other people who are not grateful. They're, they they will look down on other people because nobody chooses to be a, a, a sorcerer. That is just something that is placed upon them, whether it's by their family because their family had kids or whether it is just you're just a random person like that became a sorcerer. And nobody chooses that. Yeah. 
especially how kids and people be getting sold or whatever. Yeah, getting sold, um, being enslaved, like being thrown in jail. Like, come on now. Nobody chooses that. Nobody wants to choose a life where they can't feel accepted by others. That's not human nature. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I was seeing because it's funny because like when the show first came out, people were comparing the main three of JJK to the main three of Naruto. But like, I kind of see uh, a um, similarity between Gojo and Ghetto and Sasuke and Naruto. So, but I mean, maybe there's no real comparison because I don't know. Naruto is like you know, one of the OG anime. So people just always want to compare to them. Or maybe they just they just kind of make the blueprint. So there, there's just always a comparison. But, I mean, we all know that JJK is trying to be the carbon copy of Bleach. So I don't even know no more. Yeah, because we haven't finished watching Bleach. Yeah, so I don't even know how much they took from Bleach. I know they took they basically took the first episode. <laughs> the same episode. Yeah, nah, I, honestly, that almost makes it unbearable to watch Bleach. No, I was watching Bleach and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> this is literally the plot of JJK. This is this very is literally JJK is heavily inspired by Bleach. Which yeah, is crazy because I don't even think I was gonna like Bleach. I mean, I, I I'm not completely okay. sold. Like I, that's the thing, I'm not completely sold on Bleach. Well, I watched I watched the first episode <clears throat> of the Thousand Year Blood War and ooh, it's about to get hard. Like everyone looks so bro, when I saw Orihime, I was like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, is that Orihime? Because think about it. I jumped from watching, I think we watched the first seven episodes. I watched, watch, I went from watching the seventh episode with you, where Orihime is basically like a love, uh, I don't know, a basic side character love interest that don't nobody care about except for her boobs, to like actually being able to like see, I forgot what the, I forgot what the, um, what the bad guys in Bleach are called. I don't know if they're called Reapers or, or Ghouls. They're not called Ghouls. I don't know what they're called. Are they called Reapers? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. But being but being basically a side character love interest to like being a part of like the fight. And I was like, what the frick? I was like, is that Orihime? Thank God she get it active. Yeah, no, no, no. She gets active later. I don't know how she gets there, but she gets there. So that kind of made it worth watching. We gotta get through that Garbo um animation but it is what it is it'll be what it will be it'll be what i I gotta finish black clover and then i'll be on my way to finish bleach i'm i'm almost there i'm surprised you actually stuck with it i stopped at the the fourth episode yeah no it's actually good the characters grow on you once you like if you stick with it because i i agree to watch 40 episodes and i'm on like 70 something which i that's ridiculous. If you gotta come to me and talk about some, just gotta stick it out for the first forty episodes, and then it'll be good. No, are not you insane. But this is a thing. I'm not gonna lie. He told me to watch forty episodes, but I was sold at episode. I think it was episode fifteen is where I knew for sure I had to write it out the whole way. At episode fifteen, I knew that I had to finish Black Clover. But <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't I get over Asta yelling at me for the first three episodes. Jeez. Like, I know anime always got a, yell- a lot of yelling, but come on. Like, what is going on here? Nah, I got conned. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, sure. I mean, I did see a hard um, clip of, of Black Clover with some fight with Asta. And I was like, mm, maybe I do need to get on the, the Black Clover train, but we'll get there when we get there. But you know what? I will watch. I might watch that One Piece live actually before I watch the One Piece anime. That's crazy to say. 
Yeah, now after I watch after I watch Black Clover, I'm going and I'm gonna watch Bleach in its entirety, and then I'm gonna start watching One Piece from the beginning. If that's not commitment, I don't know what it is. If that's not commitment, I don't know what it is. Before I sit down and watch One Piece, I would just go read the manga. I might do that instead. I'm not watching a thousand I should, episodes. <clears throat> I should I should read it and see if it's bearable for me to read. If it's unbearable for me to read, I'll watch it. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm going to watch it because, again, I'm still in school. I, I can't be wasting my reading time reading One Piece because I'm the type of person I only want to read. You're right, but I'm the type of person I only want to sit down and read for so long. That's a good point. That is a good But, okay, any... <laughs> we went way off track. Any last remarks about the first episode of JJK? Or was this, this is technically the sixth episode of the season. It's a comeback. It's the first one back to the present. So any last remarks? I'm ready for next week. Um, I'm I, ready to see... I will I'm, be watching ready to see the day how it comes out. out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because on Thursdays, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll be watching it on Thursday. Because I'll be watching it, and then by the time we record, I'll be forgetting what happens. <laughs> I don't forget what happens, but I understand like what you're saying. So usually I I um I rewatch it when you're watching it for the first time. I forget all the nitty gritty. Like so I'll so for instance, let's say I watched JJK, I watched this episode on Thursday. I would have probably I would have remembered like, you know, Mechamir versus Maito. I probably would have forgot the ping pong scene because it was so short in the beginning. I probably would have forgot the whole tax talk. Like I would forget little stuff like that. I'll remember all the main things. And also the lore in JJK is like sometimes complicated. And it's like, all right, hold on, I need to re I need to replay this. Because what did the future just say? Heavenly Pact? What is going on here? But I like it. I like a, I get like a good complicated lore. A good good world building. This gets a ten out of ten in world building. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because now they're they were telling us a lot of things and I I used to be like, I don't even know why they're telling me this. And like now the stuff that I was like, oh, why are you telling me this? It's all coming together. Yeah. And the, the thing about JJK, too, is they'll tell you stuff out of order. It's like how they did with Demon Slayer. Like they didn't tell us how the Demon Slayer um, rankings worked until the second season. Like this is definitely first season information. <laughs> but they're telling us out of order, which is fine, because basically they explain when we see it, because we know that um, we know that Itadori has a pact with the Kuna, but they, I don't know if they re-explained, because I'm pretty sure we learned what a pact was for the first time from Toto, and then Ghetto re-explained it to Maito, which is good, because some of us ain't seen the first season t- since 2019, so well, I need a little recap. There's a recap on YouTube. There's a 24-minute fast-track recap on the Crunchyroll um, YouTube channel. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch it, but I'll send it to you. <laughs> Crunchy will be pissing me off because sometimes I, I haven't watched the episode yet and then they're, they'll be showing um, clips on YouTube. It's on YouTube. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. I did not watch it yet. Like, give me a day or two. Dang, how you gonna release a clip the day the episode comes out? I haven't watched it yet. That's why I just stay out of my subscription tab. Oh my gosh, I got 100 things. I have 102 videos in my watch later list. Oh my gosh. That's what I need to do right after here. Start wee-whacking this. <laughs> but okay. Um... So those are our thoughts on the JJK sixth episode of the second season. And I guess we'll wrap this one up here. Bye. Bye.